What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of What's Your Story. I'm Michael DeLulio. I'm in our Panorama Trail studio here. Um, I've got to say, I'm, if you've listened to this show, you know I'm usually pretty measured uh, in the way I approach the conversations, but today I'm struggling a little bit. I'm a little giddy, uh, trying to con- contain some childish excitement, I would say, uh, because of the topic and some of the cool stuff we're going to talk about um, and, and the guests that we have in the studio. So uh, without any further ado, uh, Dave Hergert's with us. Hello. Dave is a manager of infrastructure solutions at Paychex, uh, working out of our Basket Road office primarily, or do you work from home? Mostly work from home, but we uh, try to get in the office a day or two a week. Okay. And uh, so let's start with, I ask everybody, how long have you been at Paychex? And tell me a little bit about maybe your career path and what you do today. Um, so I've been at Paychex for um, nine years, uh, coming up on 10 years actually in March. And uh, I actually started, so it started in 2013 in the uh platform engineering organization as a web engineer. So I uh, started with them in, uh, in 2013, did that for four or five years or so, uh, moved to a lead role in the, in the team, um, and then uh, moved over to a team called Infrastructure Systems. Um, that team manages all of the virtual machines at Paychex. So, um, so did that for about a year. And then um, in, uh, what was it, about uh, 2018, um, I got an opportunity to move into management and uh, took over a team called Advanced Systems Engineering. Um, and that's a small development team in the infrastructure org. Um, then uh, about in February of this year, I, uh, another opportunity uh, came up in a, in a peer team of mine. I'm in infrastructure, I'm sorry, I'm in enterprise architecture right now. And uh, was able to take over a team, the infrastructure solutions team. Uh, and uh, currently been doing that for about nine months. Yeah, and like, what's the uh, if I bumped into you in the elevator? What's your what's your pitch for the job you have today? What do you do for paychecks? Sure. Um, so this team is a team of about fifteen um, ISLs, and the what they do or the value they bring to the company is um, in our product and delivery um, organization. There's uh, lots of programs, and they have lots of initiatives and lots of projects they have to work on. And some of those projects require infrastructure. So there could be new servers uh, that are needed. There could be integrations with different parts of our environment or integrations with external partners or external companies. And so those needs, they would come to us and we would help design a infrastructure design that kind of puts together um, what are the needs of the application, what are the needs of, um, of our operations team, and just kind of merge the two things into a design. And in doing that, they also... Um, make sure that we're adhering to our standards of resiliency, um, criticality. So if an application needs to be highly available, we'll work with the team to make sure that um, we're building it in multiple data centers. If we were to have an outage, that it would still continue to work in in such a scenario. So um, they, they bring together all those those pieces. Okay, it's interesting. I, I, I know we did earlier uh, this year a video with uh, our BCP team. Yep. And so do you partner closely with those guys, it sounds like? Yeah, yeah Bob Dickerson's team. Yep. Um, yeah, we, we do work with them a lot. We meet with them uh, once a month, too, to just kind of stay close together. But, yes, a lot of our designs have to uh, integrate with what they're looking to do because eventually the stuff we're building and designing and then eventually gets you know put out in the environment they're going to come back around and want to test it and make sure that when there's an outage that did everything, you know, function as designed. It makes sense. Oh, that's that's interesting. I love yeah. seeing the connections between the different yeah. teams and how we work together. So, you know, I, I said at the top of the show, um, really excited. And we're going to be talking about uh, 
some of the side gigs kind of that you have and, and that I think everyone's going to find super interesting. But I, I did want to ask you one of, one of the most interesting questions that I, I when I have an opportunity to do Q&As with like new executives that come to paychecks or, or really anybody is asking people about their first job like ever, not at paychecks, but ever. <laughs> so like it's for some it was like I scooped ice cream I I you know put shopping carts back at the grocery store what what was your first ever job like how how old were you at the time what was it right I mean outside of I'd say you know paper routes which I did have uh, my first real job I'd say was actually working in the bulk food section of Tops Friendly Markets um, so and it was back when Tops had their old uniforms where black pants white button down shirt and I wore a orange uh, apron and an orange beanie hat. Um, and uh, yeah, I got to uh, scoop food and, you know, rotate, uh, you know, bulk foods at Tops. When you, so are we talking about like the bulk candy yeah. section? Yeah, Can bulk like... candy, uh, fruits, nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. it's, it's like, I, I suspect maybe maybe you had a few pieces of candy at that time. Absolutely, <laughs> I would be, uh, yeah, sometimes put some Swedish fish in my pocket. Yeah, and yeah, take a few. I'm getting like Napoleon Dynamite yeah. vibes with the tater tots, just. Yeah. Dave yes. with the Swedish fish in the pocket. Love it. Yep. All right. All right. We got that out of the way. So there's a couple cool things, and I'll, I'll let you kind of lead me here. So sure. I heard through the grapevine. So on the weekends when you're not doing paycheck stuff, um, you're a big football guy. Yeah. Um, tell me about some of the ways you maybe uh, work on the side in, in the football industry, I'll say. Sure. Um, so I'm currently a Division III uh, football official. So um, I officiate uh, – football for the division three conferences in, in New York state, pretty much, uh, from Buffalo all the way to Albany, um, with the, the two leagues are the empire eight and the Liberty league. Um, D three isn't really a, you know, it's not big as, as you know, all the D one stuff yet. Um, but, uh, those are the leagues that I do. So yeah, I work on Saturdays doing, uh, football games for some of the local schools. So Buff state, St. John Fisher, uh, court, Cortland, Ithaca, Utica, uh, St. Lawrence, all the way to RPI. In, in Albany. How do you how do you get into doing that? I mean, did you did you play football when you were growing up? And even if not, like how do you how do you be like, oh, okay, I think I want to try right. being a referee too? Yeah, um, I did play. I think it helps um, having played to officiate. We do have uh, officials that didn't play, but I think uh, playing does does help that you uh, officiate it. But no, I started in 2010, so I've been doing this for 12 years ish. Um, at doing high school, so started doing local schools in the Finger Lakes area. Um, did that for 10 years doing youth football on Sundays, which was a lot of fun, um, doing JV games during the week and then doing, uh, varsity games on Friday nights <clears throat> with the local high schools. And, uh, so did that for around six years, um, working my way up the ranks there. And then in, you know, around six or seven years ago, I decided to make the jump to college, um, where it really starts to get more serious, where they told me, um, it goes from being just a, a school sport to now, you know, there's people that have jobs and livelihoods that are based on this. So it got serious um, and I've uh, been doing that for, like I said, around six years now. And uh, it, I've been really enjoying it. started as a back judge initially. Um, and then a few years ago, I actually moved over to being uh, what we call the white hat. So the, the, the term is referee. Um, but I'm the guy that, you know, announces the fouls and, uh, you know, runs the crew. So you're the one that maybe gets, you know, people a little upset about a call. They're probably coming to you, right? Have a couple things to say maybe? Yeah, I'm, I'm the face of the crew. And so uh, whenever I make an announcement, there's usually some happy people in the crowd and oftentimes some unhappy people in the crowd. So what, um, <laughs> what are your favorite things about, about that job? What do, you, what do you enjoy about it? Um, well, I've always been kind of a, a, a fairness type of person. I really like rules and, you know, 
kind of making sure everyone gets a fair shake at things. And so I think officiating was a natural uh, career uh, for me to get into. Um, but over the years, I tell people that it's been an awesome way to really grow as a person in leadership and in growing a thick skin. If you really want, I've, I've learned how to you know, handle stressful situations with a lot of uh, pressure on you. Um, you know, how to handle coaches, irate coaches that are screaming at you. How do you walk them over to the sideline and let them get their, their word in, but also explain to them why, why something happened and do it in a way that's, you know, not going to upset anyone. Um, so yeah, I've, I've grown a lot as a person through it. And, uh, also the, just the camaraderie, um, you know, being able to, you know, spend, you know, many hours in the car with, um, some really great people, get on the field, have an exciting, uh, day out on the field with these two teams that to them, this is the biggest game. You know, even if it might be a small game on a Friday night in high school or Cortica Jug, you know, at Yankee Stadium, doesn't really matter. That's that game at that moment is the biggest game for them. And I really enjoy, you know, having a good, fair match. Yeah. I mean, listening to you describe kind of the whole like letting a coach event and and some of those kind of interpersonal skills. Um, how do you feel like either things you've learned as a professional at Paychex help you be good at that or vice versa, things you've experienced on the football field? Hey, that's a, that's a tool I sharpened that now I use at Paychex. Do you see that kind of the skills transferring? Absolutely. Yeah. Often we see a lot of the, the white hats in my in the fishing profession um, oftentimes are managers in their professional lives too, because a lot of the you know, skills you know, kind of cross over for in terms of managing your crew, you know, helping grow them, making sure they're getting what they need out of the profession as well as managing coaches. And then you do that on, in my day job with my you know, employees as well. So absolutely. And I think I oftentimes use some of the techniques I've learned in like leadership essentials here at Paychex in my, in my interactions with fellow crewmates or even coaches. So it absolutely does trans transfer. All right. So, um, what else? There's some other football related stuff you're into. Um, yeah. yeah so, uh, this year I actually also got into working for the NFL. Um, so, uh, in the circles that I'm in as an official, the, you know, the NFL also hires, uh, guys to do some of the on-field game, uh, assistant, you know, duties, uh, when it comes to the, the, the games on Sundays. So this year I got hired to be an instant replay field tech. So essentially on Sundays when during the game, if there's an instant replay and they stop the game <clears throat> and the referee has to walk over to look at the screen to review a play. When you see a guy standing there with a, a burgundy hat and a blue Microsoft Surface tablet in his hand, that's probably the back of my head if it's a Bills game. So uh, that's we, what I started. We talked about that. I, I think I was probably looking right at you then because just a few days prior to us recording this, yeah. it, was, it was the Vikings at the Bills ended not a great way for Bills fans. But yep. I, yeah, we were just talking before we started recording. I was must have been sitting right behind you and uh, watching that happen. That's really cool. Yeah, that was a busy game for the instant replay, uh, folks. If you can remember, I think there were three or four reviews that. So we were busy, and um, it's it's very interesting the stuff that they do. In those situations in the NFL games, you don't have input on you know the way the decision goes, right? Technically, no. I am just a tech there who's there to provide you know the the services of showing the screen uh, to the uh, the officials. But no, I have no. All right, no I, I I clarify that for your benefit. I don't want you getting nasty emails from Bills fans out there, Dave. Things could have gone right. way different. Okay. No, but I do worry about like if an, a player would have run by and I actually tripped them, that I would somehow then be you know on the hook for at fault for it. So. You, you, yeah, it's a good point. It's <laughs> right. a good point. Keep those feet clear. Right. Um, 
what uh, what what memories? I mean, how, I don't know how long you said you've been doing the bill stuff, but what what kind of cool things uh, opportunities have you had uh, with that job? Sure. Um, the things I can share, they definitely are quite you know tight lipped on on what to share. But one of the things I I tell people that I've learned on the job is, um, as part of being an instant replay uh, technician, um, I often hear all the conversations that go on during the game, and so <clears throat> people wouldn't believe, but during the play, there are officials that are on the on the radio talking through the whole play saying, all right, the center's coming up to the ball, ball snapped, clean snap, he's running, he throws the ball, good catch, he's a runner now, down at the 31, out of bounds. Are we good with the spot? And then they start right in that moment, a second after the play's over, they're already analyzing to make sure where did the player's foot go out of bounds or where did their wrist hit first? Um, Should they move the ball back half half a yard? So they're scrutinizing the play to just – you wouldn't believe how how much they scrutinize it, and so oftentimes people are thinking, you know, these things are done in kind of a you know ad hoc way, but they they very much are not. They're they're analyzing every aspect of the play in real time, and it's amazing. That, uh, that is super interesting because as I mean, I'm a huge football fan. I've watched it my whole life. You always kind of see you see a play happen, and then if there's something to discuss, you see them come together sometimes, and you're like. Okay, they all had their own separate vantage points on this, and okay, they're just finally coming together to to talk about what they saw. I had no idea they were communicating during the plays. Right. So during the play, in the replay booth, I'm hearing them talking. On the field, the officials aren't. You, they're not hearing the the play by play. I'll call it. Um, their their ears. There's nothing playing in their ears. They're just officiating the play. But the moment the play's over, if there's any input that the upstairs folks can give them, they'll they'll chime in. And then oftentimes, like you said, if there's something that deserve some conversation as they're coming together they're already giving them information down to say you know hey we need to look at this or give us a second we're gonna maybe stop the game um because there's smoke here you know and we might we might have fire and uh we might have to take a look at something and so yeah they're they're instantly and like i said it's within five seconds you're they're already looked at two views of the play and they're they're giving input to the to the officials that's it. That's cool. So you. So is it like? So there sounds like it's. It's. There's a team that's kind of on the headsets. That's not necessarily the guys on the field in real time listening. Right. There's a separate group. But then the communication is like ready to go, rapid fire. Right. And then. So, if, and then if, if there is a discussion to be had, they'll stop the game. The the folks upstairs will look at it. And then also New York, as you may know, we, we it oftentimes is brought up. New York can get involved as well. And so there's a lot of people that are weighing in, and it's it's very interesting how. Um, how much again scrutiny gets put on every play in the NFL? It's incredible. <laughs> I, I I realistically could nerd out about this and talk to you all day long uh, about football, but I I, I want to wrap it up. I think I, I've learned a ton. I think it's really cool that um, someone could have a full time gig at Paychecks and then still be into as much stuff on the side as you are and um, kind of follow that passion and and get all that other really unique experience um, yeah. and especially bring it back like you said bring it back to paychecks and Absolutely. and uh, those skills transfer so thank you so much Dave for coming on the show um, really excited to share this conversation with employees happy holidays thank you you too and uh, we'll talk to everybody next time This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2022, all rights reserved.